Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Tea Time with Tommy, the pro wrestling podcast with Tommy, Norbs, and me, Brittany. Cheers. I don't have my tea today. It's just a um, watered down iced coffee, but but that's okay. Water for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I didn't bring up the tea part, uh, Nikita, my fault. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Nikita, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh. hey, it's all good. I, I st- I, iced down or watered down iced coffee. I love it. Oh, we're the same. <laughs> awesome. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as you guys might have heard, we have the legendary wrestler, the Russian nightmare, Nikita Koloff on the show. Formally introducing you right now, Nikita. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you for the introduction. I, I need to take you on the road with me. I appreciate that. Yeah, Absolutely. no problem. <laughs> Absolutely. So to start things off, it might be a really big question, but what inspired you to become a wrestler? I got a a bit of a different story from from probably many of the guys and gals who who are in or or have been in professional wrestling because I, I didn't grow up uh, dreaming of of being a professional wrestler. Um, you know, my my passion was was American uh, professional football, weightlifting, bodybuilding, and, and so that was kind of where my my focus was. That was where my drive was, and I would get a random phone call from a guy named Road Warrior Animal one day that would share with me a storyline of, of becoming a nephew for, for Ivan Koloff. And, and that was my really the introduction to, to the idea of me actually uh, becoming or competing as a professional wrestler. I love, I love that story uh, with uh, how you guys went to the same high school with uh... – World Warrior Animal, and uh, yeah, it's I love those stories. <laughs> God rest his soul. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I have to ask you, uh, Nikita, that nickname, the Russian Nightmare, one of the, I think one of the most coolest nicknames in pro wrestling history. How did that nickname and that persona that you were absolutely amazing at, how did that come about? A little more backstory on that phone call from, from Animal. Uh, Ivan Koloff's partner was Don, a guy named Don Carnotal. They were the world, the NWA World Tag Team Champions. And Don was good friends with Sergeant Slaughter. And so Don and Sarge actually kind of put together the whole idea of a nephew for, for Ivan uh, to where he would become Uncle Ivan for nephew Nikita. And, and Don approached the animal and he said, he actually asked this question. Hey, do you know any big guys who wouldn't mind shaving their head and becoming a Russian? And Animal goes, oh, I know the guy right now. So he made the phone call. And in turn, I called Jim Crockett Jr. of Jim Crockett Promotions and had a five-minute conversation with him, showed up the day he said to be in Charlotte, introduced myself, and, and Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, is birthed and born in the hallways of Charlotte that day. And then I took about – really about six months to develop develop the accent, to develop the character, to put a few phrases and words together, uh, Russian words. And, and over the course of time, I really developed that and to where, where it became known, I became known as the Russian Nightmare. And it was also a play on the name The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, because uh, they come into the territory as the booker, and one of the first angles he did was with me, 
And I simply said, you know, I looked at I thought, well, the American dream, I'll be your worst nightmare. And that's kind of where the Russian nightmare moniker was birthed. Well, you mentioned Dusty Rhodes, uh, one of your possibly greatest opponents. Uh, and you had such an illustrious career in the NWA, a storied Hall of Fame career. Um, you, you feuded with some of the greatest legends of all time. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a really loaded question. If you can narrow it down, who would you consider as your greatest opponent and your greatest feud with? It's a great question. And, you know, I'm just reminded, even as you asked the question, thinking back on, on some of the guys, I mean, it, it is a, in a sense, kind of a who's who of, of who I was in the ring with. And sometimes I even, I actually forget who all I was in the ring with. The fans are the greatest because they remind me, like they'll post things on, on my Twitter or my Instagram and they'll put pictures up there. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I forgot I even wrestled Diamond Dallas Page, you know, or or Cactus Jack, who went on to be Mankind, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, the list is endless, right? Ravishing Rick Rude, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, uh, Mark and Jay Youngblood, Wahoo McDaniel, Blackjack Mulligan. We mentioned Dusty, the Road Warriors, Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express. I mean, just to name a few, right? But to really narrow in on your question, you are correct. It is a loaded question. It is hard to really narrow it down. But I guess a couple that come to mind, obviously, uh, I'd be remiss not to mention, woo, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Yes. Going back to the very first ever Great American Bash, when I was only 13 months in the business, and already I'm the world tag team champion, I'm a world six-man champion, and now I'm wrestling the Nature Boy at the first ever Great American Bash in front of 25, 30, 35,000 people. And I would go on to have dozens and really probably 100 or 200 matches against the Nature Boy. And so certainly that is memorable, but also probably the most mentioned series of matches was the best of seven against Magnum TA for the U.S. heavyweight title when the, when the dirty Russian walked away with the U United States heavyweight title as an insult to the Americans. <laughs> that is amazing. Wow. Story career for sure. Wow. That, that's really amazing. Can you just tell us, like, what it was like in the ring with those memorable matches? Like, we can hear, like, your passion of, like, how memorable, but, like, tell us what you were feeling, like, before and after the match. And, again, you, you I have time now to reflect back, like, right, on, on, all, on some of those matches. And, obviously, I, I can't remember them. I don't remember them all. I mean, to put it in perspective, in 1986, I had 454 matches in that one year. So you do the math on that, right? That's more, that's more than there's days in the year, right? So uh, a lot of matches. But I think back, um, I mean, I guess the word, the appropriate word is, is surreal in some cases. Uh, like, for instance, uh, we mentioned, I mentioned Dusty Rhodes, right? The Tower of Power to Tweet to be Tower, if you will, yeah. When uh, Dusty and I became the superpowers. And I think about that night 
and how, how electrified the people became. Now, not when I first walked out, because they had they didn't know what to think. They didn't know if I was going to jump them, partner with the horsemen, or what I was going to do. But the minute I jumped on the horsemen, I mean, the place exploded, and the building was electrified. And, and to hear them chant your name for 10-plus minutes was exhilarating, to say the least. Uh, the war games. One other quick example, the war games, and especially the very first war game, because nobody knew what to anticipate. Nobody knew what it would be like because it had never been done before, to Dusty's credit. And yet, looking back on that night, again, the word electrifying fits into what the atmosphere was like in the building that night as the anticipation built through the course of the match leading into the outcome was against surreal. I love that Dusty Rose impersonation, the key that like, man, that is amazing. You have it dead on. I love it. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I traveled with the man for a couple of years uh, and many times just him and I riding in his convertible red Mercedes. And so you spent a lot of time around the man. You, you, you know, you get to you get to understand, you, you get to know the son of a plumber from Austin, Texas, if you will. Yeah. You know. Amazing. A man of many talents. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> now, um, I, have to, I have to ask, of course, um, you know, one of the legendary wrestling promoters, Jim Crockett Jr., uh, recently passed away. Um, I know he meant a lot to you in your career, Nikita. Can you describe your relationship with uh, Mr. Crockett and what what that family meant to you? Absolute gratitude. Um, very, very thankful. Feel very blessed to have had the opportunity. I mean, you know, I, he took a chance. There, there's no question. Uh, again, a little more backstory for those who don't know or those who want, you know, we've got limited time tonight, but for those who want more of the story, the last book I wrote is really my life story, Nikita, A Tale of the Ring and Redemption. But um, the, a, a shorter version of that is I broke, I walked into the office that day in Charlotte, North Carolina with no amateur wrestling background, none, zero, and no professional training. I, I mean, none. I had not been in a wrestling ring before. I only had a five-minute phone call with Jim Crockett and, and I showed up the day he said to be there, introduced myself. He literally puts me right on the interview set. We finish hours of interviews, and he says, be in the Dorton Arena in Raleigh tomorrow night. You're going to wrestle on television, having never been in a ring before. And, and, and so I, I, we got there late, and, and so I really had no time to even do anything in the ring. So they showed me some basic basic things in the dressing room, his only instruction to Ivan was if he trips on the ropes, he's history. He's out of here. So, wow. so in my mind, I, I'm thinking going to the ring in front of a sold out crowd, don't trip on the ropes. Don't trip on the ropes. And you might, you might think, well, how hard can that be? But if you've never been in a, a professional wrestling ring, it can be real easy to trip if you've never done it. Well, fortunately I didn't trip. He took a chance I capitalized on the opportunity, and yes, I did run with the ball when they handed it to me, 
but I will forever be grateful to the Crockett family. And I'm forever, you know, loyal, forever loyal to the NWA, the Jim Crockett family for giving me the opportunity I had. Absolutely. He was a great man and a family. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Legendary family, Crockett family. How would you like uh, professional wrestling fans, especially today, to remember you by when they hear the name Nikita Koloff? Ooh, great, great question. I may have to ponder that one for a moment. <laughs> Quite a loaded um, one. You know, my career, uh, I've, been, I've been noted, and I guess if some of your, some of your audience is familiar with, with football, they may or may not understand this analogy, but uh, I've been noted as the Barry Sanders of professional wrestling. Oh, or, or this might work, Wayne Gretzky of hockey. In other words... <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> in, in, in other words, you know, I had a lot of career left in me when I walked away. I mean, I was only 33 years old. And by wrestling standards, most, most men and women are just going, just hitting their prime in wrestling. But yet by choice, I walked away under my own terms. So just as unusual a way as I broke into wrestling, I made a decision to walk away from wrestling. And part of that was a goal. I wanted to leave essentially as a champion or on top of the business, the, the, the wrestling world, when I left. And I think I accomplished that goal. So I hope people would remember Nikita Koloff as someone who, while he was there in a, in a shorter career than, than many, gave it, gave it his all every night he was in the ring. My goal was to give people their money's worth. And, and when they walked away from the arena that night, they would know I gave them everything I had. I left it all in the ring. And I gave them everything I had, even to the point of, 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 of developing that accent, living the character 24 hours a day for my entire career, post-career, even taking it as far as legally changing my name that I put my heart, soul, sweat, and blood into the business. And, and that's what I hope people remember, you know, about Nikita Koloff. Yes, Nikita, I found uh, you're also doing, uh, which, is, which is amazing, um, Koloff for Christ Ministries. So you're a, a pastor. Uh, yeah, if you can share with uh, the audience about that, like, um, like becoming Christian and starting this new amazing uh, chapter in your life. Yeah, and, and it's almost really kind of like wrestling, right? Like, like I wasn't looking for wrestling. And, and for those who aren't, again, who don't know, I, mean, I, I didn't grow up in church. And if you haven't figured it out by now, fans, I, I also didn't grow up in Russia, okay? So just in case you're still wondering, <laughs> I did not. Okay, so Minnesota, right? Um, but I didn't grow up in church. And, and after I left wrestling, you know, I was, I was kind of reflecting on my life and, and what I had accomplished, you know, and I'm, I've been a, I was a world champion a number of times and I traveled around the world, a number of different countries. And I'd, I'd met a Christian couple through business and they had invited me to their church in October, 1993 is, is when I made that decision. 17 October, 1993 is when I made that decision uh, at, at, at these friends church uh, to go forward to, to an altar and, and surrender my life to Jesus. And, and, and I had an encounter that day that, that really changed and transformed who I was 
from, from a successful professional wrestler to now just a fulfilled individual. And little did I know, doors of opportunity would eventually open to, to now fast forward all these years later, 28 plus years later, I've now traveled to a total of 30 different countries. I have preached in about 1,200 plus or minus churches, um, do crusades and revivals and conferences. And in fact, a peer of mine, a guy by the name of the Total Package Lex Luger, uh, we facilitate camps called Man Camp. We do one in the spring, one in the fall, and we co-facilitate these small groups of men come in. Like our next camp will have 35 men from, from 10 different states that will gather together for uh, just a handful of days. And, and we're just going to pursue the heart of God. And so God's really placed men on my heart. And so we do these man, man camps. I do a one-day man-up conference in local churches for the communities. Last year, I, I, I wasn't looking for this, but an opportunity opened up to launch a weekly radio show and my own podcast called The Man Up Podcast. Um, and then the books. I, I, I never dreamed I'd be an author. And I've written three books. Two of them are available on my website. And, and so it's just been, again, that word I mentioned earlier about the word surreal, the last 28 years have really been surreal. I mean, guys, I've, I've, I've spoke. I've spoke to an audience uh, as few as one, and and the largest audience actually Lex Luger and I were in Jamaica, and we shared our our stories of how Christ changed our lives to an audience of over seventy three thousand people. Wow! And so yeah, it's just been it's been an amazing journey. My my life is I mean I, I'm I'm so grateful for what I, what I get to do now from day to day. And just being with you guys and sharing sharing some of your stuff. Now, is everybody on, on the panel here from Canada? Everybody? We all are. We are Toronto. Okay. <laughs> Toronto, Canada. Oh, okay. Okay, so I want to say this to you guys as well and all of your Canadian audience. In 2017, I had the opportunity of a lifetime. And I, I, I traveled to 21 cities in 21 days across Canada. Wow. In four different provinces – 5,500 miles, which I think he, I, I guess you could probably help out, but that equates to like 6,500 kilometers or something like that. All right. All in vehicles, no flying, driving. And I want to say for the record, I had never been to 19 of the 21 cities and I absolutely fell in love with your country. And I, I, I had no idea there were that many Nikita fans in Canada. I loved it. It was amazing. And you guys have an absolutely beautiful country. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you, Nikita. And if you're ever in Toronto again, let's uh, definitely uh, meet up and we could do uh, an interview in person. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll have to break some bread together, have a cup of ice, uh, watered down iced tea or iced coffee. Coffee right here. Absolutely. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. That's our famous coffee place, uh, Nikita. Tim Hortons. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I, I know I know Tim Horton. He, in fact, guess what? That's one of Lex Luger's favorite places when he was, you know, he, you know, he's from Buffalo and they have a Tim Hortons I think, in Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's Yeah, it's, he lo- he loves Tim Hortons. Double double. I'm sure Lex gets a double. <laughs> yeah, two double. creams and two sugars. 
That's amazing. <laughs> and the donuts are pretty good too, by the way. Oh, for sure. Yes, they are. Not awesome. that I've ever had one, but yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> it's good. Well, thank you so much for like loving Canada so much. Um, it, it's uh, greatly appreciated. And we're going to wrap up now, but there's one bonus question that I want to ask you. Um, do you ever wish you wrestled in WWE? Ah, <laughs> I, I get that question from time to time. Okay. And, and you know, I really, it, looking back at my life, you know, I, I'm doing my best not to live a life of any regrets. And, and so even, especially looking at my wrestling career, um, I, I can truthfully say I, I don't have any regrets. Now I look back and because I'm asked that question, I mean, you know, back in the day, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Bill After was one of the main editors. And, and, of course, you know, a lot of the wrestling magazines really, really were touting Hulk Hogan against Nikita Koloff at a, at a, at a WrestleMania, right? And, you know, I, I, I feel confident to say if that had that match ever happened or I stepped in the ring with The Rock or Shawn Michaels or, or any of the rest of them, you know, Macho Man, that we probably would have made some money. It probably would have drew – and, and we would have made some money. I, I, I also get did they ever reach out to me? Well, back in the days of when there was actual an answering machine on your landline telephone, if they did, I never, I missed the, I missed the voicemail, right? Um, and as far as Vince McMahon, we met one time when we were going head to head. This was before the Monday Night Wars. We met one time in Las Vegas uh, in a gym. We just randomly bumped into each other at the gym. We had a very cordial conversation, but not one time did it ever come up, you know, would you like to go, you know, wrestle at the WWF or what's now the WWE? And so no regrets looking back. Um, it's fun to entertain the idea, kind of like what if, what, what if I had gone there, what would have happened? But as I said earlier, you know, NWA for, for life, uh, NWA through and through, you know, kudos to all the success that, that Vince McMahon and his organization has had over the years. And uh, so, yeah, so that, that's my answer to that question. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on Tea Time with Tommy. Really, we had a great conversation and we love having you here and stuff like that. Well, I, I appreciate it. And, and I hope everyone will go, you know, to go ahead. Hey, if you want to connect, uh, I just mentioned mentioned this website, the, the Col, just Col, last name Koloff.net, Koloff.net. And on that website, you can link to the Man of Podcast. You can link and get more information on the Man Camp that Lex and I facilitate. You can go to the store and, and look at the books and everything I've mentioned today. Follow me on social media. All from that, that's a brand new website, Koloff.net. And I really appreciate you guys having me on today. Thank you so much. No Thank problem. Thank you so much, Nikita. Thank you.